Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, where we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, this is a solo episode. It is an extremely controversial episode that no guest wanted to be on. So it's going to be you and me talking about the topic of this podcast. The very clickbaity topic is Commander Dead. So all of my guests here, none of my guests here wanted to be on the podcast because of that. Actually, just kidding. I didn't ask anyone. I wanted to talk about it myself here. And it's going to be a bit of a of a uh, stream of consciousness, I suppose, to some degree. We're going to talk about Commander. Commander obviously is not part of Arena, but um, it's one of the biggest parts of magic at the moment, so I wanted to talk about it. And here I'm just scrolling throughout the years and episodes of previous guests. So many guests, you got to check out their episodes. Anyway, the topic is, is Commander Dead? R.I.P. 2004 to 2020. Now, when I got back into Magic in 2017, I had been away from the game for a long time. I played in the late 90s, and all between the year 2000 and 2017, I was not playing Magic, so a lot changed. When I got back into Magic, it was 2017. Hour of Devastation had just come out, and I found a playgroup in that late October time of 2017. I played with my vintage cards, which back when I played in the 90s, we played Anything Goes Magic. And so we played in this new playgroup, and it was fine, but everyone was playing basically modern at that time. So I decided to build my own modern deck, and I used Gatherer to go find a bunch of cat-related cards, and my very first modern deck was a homebrew Selesnia cat deck. It had Kemba Car Regent, Step Links, and other sorts of things, other cat-related things, Adorned Pouncer and such. And it was fun. So I got back into Magic, and then a year later, in 2018 or so, people started to bring up this cool format called Commander. And after I learned about it, I thought, yeah, I'm down. I like to play different forms of Magic. I like Modern, and I like playing Standard because I was picking up new sets every time they came out with the Planeswalker decks and tweaking them. But I wanted to also try Commander. So shout out to James, who got me into Commander, my very first game. I believe he had the Arabo Roar of the World pre-constructed deck versus my old Nebuchadnezzar Demir deck. He he beat me pretty well, although it was a it was a fun challenge anyway. And I was off and running playing Commander more and more. Well, I have to say that I'm really disappointed now after playing Commander for a few years now, 2018 to now, Commander is dead or dying or it's not what it used to be. If you know the history of Commander, it's kind of muddled, but 2004 is often a starting point that people give. That's when a famous article by Sheldon Menery was published on Star City Games, really consolidating the rules, the philosophy and what Commander was all about. So we'll start from there, even though the story goes back in 2002, there might have been earlier versions of the game and such. But anyway, the philosophy of Commander, that's 
the format that's this is one of the formats that has a philosophy it's the only format i was just listening to mark rosewater's drive to work recently uh, where he interviewed sheldon and he talked about how commander has a philosophy and the philosophy is basically it's a casual format with the maximum ability to craft a resonant experience and express yourself via deck building so those touchy-feely terms basically to me mean that commander is the format where everyone has fun and creates decks that are themed that have a cool goal not a format where you're trying to find the most powerful op soul-crushing cards to put into the deck to stop the fun Go do that in CEDH, right? That's what that's about. Where you can play a turn zero win condition and yep, I win, I had fun. Commander, according to Sheldon, according to the whole rules committee, the whole philosophy of Commander is fun with a resonant experience. He even said on the podcast, this is not about, this is not a format where you remember, oh, I cast the board wipe that then won me the game. No, it was about, you know, copying all everyone's creatures at once and then giving them haste and attacking everyone at once out of thin air. So I believe in that. I like that. I think that's what Commander should be. I also like to think of Commander as a place where you fully explore cool deck building restrictions in terms of this is an elf deck. Therefore, everything, every creature is an elf. I'm not going to put in, let's say, a Palladium Mirror simply because it helps mana ramp me. I'm not going to put in a Crater Hoof Behemoth simply because it's going to end the game once I finally summon it. Or an Avenger of Zendikar because it's just going to make so many plant tokens. Plants aren't elves. And so that's how I like to express myself in Commander, making decks that are themed, that are focused. That's what I like. But wait a minute, it's not just what I like. That's, that's, that's adhering to the philosophy of Commander the expressiveness of it and the creating resonant experiences. I feel Commander Power Creep has gone too far. It is definitely infecting my playgroup, and I see it all over the internet with so many articles about trying to craft the perfect deck. And perfect means no cohesiveness. There's synergy, yes, of course, to, to win. But cohesiveness is not as consideration in terms of if I'm building a Baron Sengir deck, well, then everything's got to be vampire focused to some degree, of course. Not every single thing you're limiting yourself after all. But the important stuff like the creatures and such, of course, you can have mana rocks and all of that. There's no vampire mana rocks. But once you start to put in cards that are not related to vampires in your deck, it's not a commander deck anymore. It's a CEDH deck. And those decks can stay in their corner. Yes, there's the rule zero talk that you need to have with your playgroup about what do we want to do. But that can be a hard talk, especially when people have started to invest real money in these cards that help them win. So it's the chicken or the egg. Are we going to make decks that are powerful? Well, I've got to then get the most powerful cards and I want to have fun and I have fun by making a prison deck or a pillow fort type deck or a kill everyone at once or a steal all your stuff sort of deck. That's what's fun to me. Sure, but that's not fun for your playgroup. And I really think that's what's the problem with modern commander. 
that everyone's just trying to get so cutthroat about it. It's an arms race. You're going to find one article on one website about the best cards to play. Here's the top 10 cards in green that you haven't heard, but you should probably play. And again, all of them veer towards the CEDH style of just stomping your opponent in the most efficient way. Whatever happened to putting together a deck that doesn't really go off until 10 turns? Well, that's a little bit hyperbolic, but all of this fast mana. I gotta play that turn one soul ring or you're dead. Oh, you're playing a turn two arcane signet. Okay, I guess you're, you'll be able to catch up or you're just ramping so fast early on that it's just an arms race in that way. That's one of the reasons why I think Commander is dying, especially the casual aspect of things. This just constant arms race. I wish we could put the genie back in the bottle and make Commander focused on cards that you have, not going out of your way to get the most uber-powerful things. Which brings me to my next point. Wizards of the Coast is killing Commander. After their 2011 innovation product, their first Commander product in 2011, it's been, as usual, a power creep arms race. When they print cards, when Wizards of the Coast prints cards that are specifically focused on Commander, they're going against what I feel was the original spirit of the format, playing with an interesting general to helm your deck of cards that you already had, not cards that are specifically printed to be overpowered and to warp the format. So since 2011, Wizards has printed a Commander product every single year, and like I said, my first experience with Commander was that Arabo deck, which had powers even from the Command Zone or even in the battlefield. And at the very beginning, at the back of my mind, I thought, how am I even going to deal with a card that does stuff from the Command Zone? There's no way to interact with it in the Command Zone. I can't reach over to that zone and do anything about that creature. And then when that creature is on the battlefield, it's even worse. So even back on my first play of Commander 2018, I was already thinking, hmm, this could definitely get out of hand. And I bought into it. I tried to make my deck optimized and so forth, but I'm not going to spend money on the most uber-powerful, uber-expensive cards. I'm playing with the cards that I already have. So when Wizards prints cards nowadays that are specifically focused on Commander, it just warps the format. For example, the brand new partner cards that we are getting. We are getting dozens of new partner cards. Common consensus in the Commander community is that partners are broken. The first batch of partner cards synergized with each other and created some really broken things. Now Wizards is publishing dozens more that have even less stipulations to run them together. As long as a card has partner, it can partner with another partner card. And so these modern partners are now going to supersede the first batch of partners and even supersede other cards that why would you even run those other cards that have a downside again the power creep the focused nature of these brand new mechanics is warping the format of course depending on your play group these things can be addressed but let's get real everyone wants to win and unfortunately with constant deluge of articles about best cards to run or videos about top 
commander cards to run, this is an arms race that will end in mutually assured destruction. You can't put the genie in the bottle now. People will not want to depower their decks unless something really bad happens. Unless there's enough angry ends to games and feel bads over and over in your personal playgroup that then finally someone speaks up and says, let's play a little bit more casual, as is the spirit of Commander. So cards focused on Commander, partner cards, a yearly product from Wizards that just keeps flooding the market, and then their brand new Commander Collection. Their first version is green. Green is very strong at the moment. Why are they even focused on them at the moment? Here's a focus product of eight cards that is going to supercharge your green Commander deck. And if you don't run these cards, you're basically dead in the water. Everyone wants a Sylvan Library. The original Sylvan Library is expensive. Well, here in this commander collection you'll be able to get your own copy no problem what about a worldly tutor to get the best creature in your deck instantly here it is in this collection ready to buy now the weird thing about this collection is it's got a soul ring everyone's got a soul ring everyone runs a soul ring basically again that's an auto include nowadays in commander against the spirit of things okay here's a brand new one it's green themed but not really green and it's just taking up a slot same thing with command tower Everyone's got a command tower, can easily get one. Why does this one take up a slot? Seedborn Muse is another overpowered green card for commander. Untaps all your permanents during each other player's untap step. Always have a blocker ready. Always have mana up for some sort of instant. This is the poster child for what's wrong with commander nowadays. When you let, when you let the mothership dictate what the format is, and this is, of course, a company that's out to make profit, as is the right of it to do, of course, under the system of capitalism, supply and demand, and so forth. This company wants to make money to stay in business, to continue to pay its employees and feed their families and such. Of course, that's valid. But here are eight cards that, as of this video, no one knows how much this is going to cost. And estimates range from $60 to $160. I don't doubt this is going to be more towards the $100 range, but we'll see if I'm proven wrong. And it's just a collection of overpowered cards to further warp the format of Commander, the casual game with a resonant experience. There's nothing in this deck, in this collection of cards, that that is on topic or on brand or focused to create that resonant experience. We have Omnath, Locus of Mana, who is an elemental. And then we have Bane of Progress, who's an elemental. Okay, two elementals. But then we've got Seedborn Muse, which is a spirit, so there's no synergy there. So then we've got Sylvan Library for card draw. Worldly Tutor does focus on creatures. That's good. Soul Ring has no synergy with a green deck. Nor does Command Tower. Frailies, I suppose, this is more for an elf deck, not elementals or spirits. So again, there's no resonance happening here in this collection. And I know that the next ones will also not have any resonance. The only connectivity will be that they're good green cards. And probably two, the next ones are probably also going to have a Command Tower and Soul Ring, so then you actually have only six good cards. Commentary is saying that there's actually only two good cards in this collection, Sylvan Library and Worldly Tutor. 
but people will still buy it. People will still fall for the arms race. People will still go for the power creep. And that's the purpose of this episode, to vent. I normally don't go for the negative aspect of things. If you watch my videos, if you listen to my podcast, I'm all about positivity. Because I do believe it's mostly positive. I do enjoy the game. I like magic. I liked it back in the 90s. I like it now. But the power creep is real. The CEDH of it all is real. The format warping is real. Commander started off as this weird fringe niche format with a really cool concept. Build a deck out of an elder dragon and all colors adhere to it. And then it evolved into, okay, let's expand it all to legendaries, have a cool theme in your deck, create a resonant experience, and let's have fun. And then, of course, it degenerated into buy the best cards, a.k.a. the most expensive cards, throw everything into the mix, shake it up, and try to make the most CEDH deck possible. And when wizards smelled that there was money in the water, they had to jump into it, and people lapped it up. Yes, I want those commander collections. I'll pay whatever. I need to beat my playgroup. It's not a contest. It's not a tournament. It's supposed to be for fun and personal. Yes, there's rule zero. Yes, there's deck power rankings and such, but none of those are accurate. And when people say, you just want to shape Commander into what you want, not what I want, I want to have fun this way, well then we're at a stalemate. And none of us is having fun. Let's bring back the spirit of Commander. The fun, casual format that lets you craft a personalized, resonant experience. What did you think? Now, before you go downvote this episode, really think about what I thought about. Think about your own playgroup. I bet you there's been plenty of feel-bad moments when someone's overpowered, personal playgroup warping deck popped off before you had a chance to do anything. I bet you've had to overpay for cards just to keep up with your playgroup. I bet you've thought about having the talk with them to try to focus back on rule zero, but it was just too hard. I bet you you're also not too happy to be sold constant new commander products that everyone else is going to get, where it feels more often that commander is pay to win. Let me know in the comments what did you think. Do you agree or disagree? Let's keep it civil. Give me your thoughts. I'd like to hear them definitely. Thank you for indulging me in this rant. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled episodes next time. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena.